Hey guys, so welcome back to the Muis Pulse podcast. I'm Gerald, your Muis Activities Officer, and I'm here today for another episode of the Muis Pulse podcast. Before we get into the topic of what we're going to talk about this week, I have someone really special joining me for today. So hi, Sherilyn. Hi. So Sherilyn, can you introduce yourself to the listeners right now? You know, about your name. Are you a student? Are you an alumni? Are you an international student? Or are you a local student? You know, all the stuff listeners. So Okay, so hi guys. My name is Sherilyn. I'm from Indonesia. I'm currently in year three. And I am taking a double major of marketing and IBM. Uh, so yeah, I'm from Indonesia and... I feel honored to be here so <laughs> thank you for coming thank you for helping me out with this we will talk about so many things so many useful things for all the students also so you know thank you for taking your time and being here right now recording this podcast with me of course we're in a pandemic so it's not like there's anything else i could do so <laughs> do yeah the lockdown has been pretty boring right now so you know Let's just do this instead. The topic for this week's podcast is actually about returning to Malaysia and quarantine stories. And as Moes, we have been asked a lot about these questions, you know, like how do I return to Malaysia and what's the quarantine process like and a lot of stuff like this. So, you know, we thought that we would actually discuss the quarantine stories and then the process on returning to Malaysia in a podcast. And, you know, fun fact, me and also Sherilyn actually came back to Malaysia quite recently, right? So, when did you come back, Sherilyn? So, um, it's not come back because I'm, I'm new. So, ah, okay, yeah, shit, okay. <laughs> so, I came to Malaysia on April 11th was my flight and I did a seven days quarantine and then I decided to live in SMR for a bit but now I'm only So Cheryl did come for the first time to Malaysia around like April, right? And I went back to Malaysia at around like end of May. So we have been pretty recently. So that's why, you know, we kind of feel like we sort of know how the rules and how the procedure works. And we would like to share it with you guys who are interested in coming back or, you know, who are even doing their quarantine process right now. So before we got into the interesting quarantine process, was it boring? Like how can you just stay at a room with only you for like 7 to 14 days? Before we got into the juicy stuff, let's get over the technicalities and the boring stuff first of coming back. So we will be talking about the rules and procedures on how to come back first. And then after that, we can talk about, you know, our quarantine experiences and our quarantine stories. So for me and Sherilyn, it's actually quite different. So we can actually give you guys some information on the links and the documents that you need to refer on our IG post also. But anyways, I'm an existing student and I have been in Malaysia before. But for Sherilyn, although she's a third year student, but she does her college and she does her first two years. Wait, wait, first year, you did your year. first first year at yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. So when Sherilyn went to Malaysia, it was her first time. And when, and when I came back to Malaysia, it was my second time. So it was quite different because there are two different procedures, whether you are an existing student or whether you are a new student. But don't worry because we'll also cover both procedures and both rules in this podcast right now. So I'm just going to start first. For me, 
I definitely refer to the Monash guideline that was given to all the international students on how to come back, especially for existing students. Again, I can give you guys the link on our IG post. But, you know, the outline of the rules is that I have to first check the travel bans and then my visa expiry date because for existing students, you're not allowed to enter Malaysia if you have three months of validity left by the time you arrive in Malaysia. So if you have less than three months of validity left, it means that you actually have to renew your visa first before you can go back here. Uh, so for me, uh, Malaysia actually allows Indonesians to come to enter to the country and my visa was not expiring uh, in less than three months, right? So it's basically good for me. And then I can just buy my ticket first and then I have to apply for travel authorization. So for the existing students, we have to sort of buy our ticket first and then we use that ticket to apply for our travel authorization. So travel authorization is just basically like this letter that allows you to enter Malaysia and allows you to be quarantined at Malaysia, right? And then after I applied for travel authorization and after it has been completed for 100%, then I can book and pay my accommodation, which is the hotels and then the meals and then the transportations for the quarantine. And then before my flight, I have to actually do a PCR swap test three days before my flight. And then I arrive in Malaysia and then I do all the complicated stuff, you know, at the airport of like checking whether you have COVID or not. And then you have to give your travel authorization and stuff like that. So yeah, that's it for me. I would say like that's the general outline of the rules. And you have to know also that there has been a slight change of the rules because in the docs that Monash gave us, we have to complete a letter of undertaking or LOU and we also have to gain a letter from the nearest diplomatic mission in your country. But I feel like as of May, as of mid-May 2021, existing students did not have to do that. So yeah, so if I were to conclude it in a sense, you have to know whether your visa is expiring or not and whether your country are allowed to enter Malaysia or not and then you have to buy your ticket, apply for travel authorization and then book and pay for your accommodation and quarantine stuff and that you did your PCR test three days before your flight, you arrive in Malaysia and then, you know, enjoy quarantine. So how about you, Sherilyn? Can you tell us the rules and like the procedures, just the outline of it on the new students coming to Malaysia? Okay, so for me, um, my procedure was kind of the opposite of you. Mm, so. Okay. You had to buy your ticket first and apply for LOU. Whereas in my case, um, I had to make sure that my eval was 70% before I could actually apply for the diplomatic letter. Um, and also I had to make sure that I had a copy of the sort of like the invitation from Monash that was sent out on the 1st of January. Uh, okay. And I also had to have a proof of that Monash also invited me to come to Malaysia and continue my studies here. I mean, I had a choice to stay online back in Indonesia, but I was bored in Indonesia. And oh, I, right. I I really thought I was, okay, I was kind of promised to, to have an online class here. So I was kind of disappointed <laughs> when they decided to go to the MC, MCO mode again, but that's okay. So 
for Gerald, he said uh, he had to buy the ticket, apply for LOU. For me, I had to send all my letter from diplomatic mission. I had to send the letter of wait, what letter? I had to send a lot of letters, but some of them were held back because Monash claimed that they were having a shortage of employees. So my letter was supposed to finish within max three weeks, but I it was it ended up getting postponed to three months. I applied for everything. I applied for everything on the 27th of January, January if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, okay. So, and then it got pushed back. I did plan to buy a ticket on the February, I think the end of February because I was promised the max a maximum a month, but there was actually some more complications to it and I was not aware of the difficulties because I was not informed, I was not emailed, I was not told anything until I had to check. So, pro tip, check your eval regularly. If you could every day, that was kind of a troublesome process, but it was a lot faster once you submitted all the letters needed to get the travel authorization from the diplomatic authorities. And yeah, after I got that, I still needed to have like three to four days of verification. Then only I could buy a plane ticket. So it's a bit more tedious compared to existing students because I'm new. So yeah, but the basic rules are the same. Like you need to undergo seven days of quarantine. You need to undergo a PCR swab test three days prior to your flight. Oh no, for me, it was actually two days because we only had 48 hours I think oh, my, for my 48 hours so like if you go past the 48 hours mark you need to redo and your quarantine is extended to 10 days days right yeah 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 for me it's actually three days so honestly I feel like for the new students it's actually a little bit more complicated and there are more paperwork and documents involved right in the process because you are a new student and you are applying for a new visa to enter in the middle of pandemic but yeah uh, i feel like it's quite a little bit like challenging and also like complicated and also very tedious process for new students uh, as opposed to like you know the existing students I, I would say the process for existing students to return back is actually pretty straightforward in my opinion so yeah Mine was like all over the place. Yeah, and then I feel like there are another category of students also because, for example, I'm an existing student with a still valid visa, right? And then you're a new student, but there are also existing students with an expired visa. So I feel like I also asked my friends around for this, the one who have returned to Malaysia with an expired visa. And for them, it's actually a lot more simplified also. They just need, you know, to, to actually apply for travel authorization and then once they arrive at Manaj, they have to renew their visa and they have to give their passport to the ISP office, which is at the building to second floor, if I'm mistaken. So yeah, the whole complicated process of coming back is just the paperwork and then what you have to go through, right? Because of course it's a pandemic and then the security kind of like tightens a little bit more, right, for every country yeah. because, you know, they don't want to spread the virus even more if they open yeah. their border freely right anyways so the next topic that we're going to be talking about is actually about like our tips regarding emgs so for me personally one of my tips would be to routinely check the updates from the emgs website or the emgs news you can just search on google emgs news because when i came back which is around like end of may i think 
and then at first i was told to do the quarantine for seven days right but then exactly one week before i'm supposed to return back to malaysia the law actually changed and i have to do quarantine for 14 days so i wouldn't have known about this law about this new regulation if it wasn't for me regularly checking the emgs website and then the emgs updates and stuff so i feel like it's very important for you guys if you want to come back or if you're thinking of coming back i feel like it's very important for you guys to actually get to know and be updated on the news about coming back about entering malaysia and stuff because like that can actually be so important because imagine if i didn't know that i'm supposed to quarantine for 14 days like i would be like because i only know at first that i only have to do seven days right but then the law changed and thank god i checked the website and the news and stuff like that and how about you Cheryl? do you have any tips regarding emgs and stuff like that yeah my tip will be the same just constantly check the emgs because if i hadn't been checking the emgs i wouldn't know any updates uh, regarding my documents where it is how's the situation gonna be uh, regarding the government like rules and all and yeah in general please just keep checking like um one of my friends actually decided to come here on the 28th of june but it got postponed because um i don't know there were rumors regarding like indonesia being bad and also the covid case in malaysia is also rising when i came here was only like three three thousand and now it's like thirteen thousand thirteen thousand per day so that's not good so my friend decided to postpone until august but she might postpone again due to the conditions in malaysia So I feel like the most important thing is like for us to actually be updated on the news and then mm-hmm. you know we cannot just depend on like someone to tell us regarding the laws like I feel like yeah. you have to check yourselves and then do all those stuff and I feel like for me another very nice tip that I experienced and I I talked with Sherilyn about this before and she also experienced this I feel like for us because sometimes we did email the Monash ISP office right mm-hmm. uh, and actually they, they did reply but like at the same time they kind of replied quite slow so when we have questions regarding coming back we immediately emailed the EMGS which is like the education yeah. for the international student in Malaysia like we literally emailed them because it's a government body right and then they actually answered quite fast because i emailed them like three times and then the two times i emailed them like i was given an answer within like one hour like that is literally so Mm -hmm. quick and then the other time i emailed them it was like within a day because i emailed them during the weekends right so of course it will be slower so i feel like my tip is when you have any questions and any doubts regarding coming back to malaysia and the process and stuff it's very important to email the monash isp office to let them know your issues but uh, you can also email the emgs like you can email both parties you can email the monash and also emgs and then after the emgs they will tend to your queries quite fast and then you have to email Monash to let them know what you're dealing with so that you know the Monash and EMGS can be informed so you have emailed EMGS also right regarding your process yeah, so so what I did was just to make sure there was no miscommunication what I did was I emailed the EMGS but I cc'd it to the ISP mm-hmm. office so they could yeah. see it as well so yeah, right. when so it's like a game of full answers first mm-hmm. 
So in my case, it was the EMGS. It was always the EMGS who answers first. Uh, there were sometimes where Monash answered first, but then again, they they have so many emails to reply to, and they're low on the you know number of employees. Whereas I think when it comes to EMGS, because it's a government body, I think they have more people standing by to reply to emails. That's why they could reply. So, there was this one time I I booked my appointment to go to the you know to go to the um, government embassy, and then they immediately replied me within an hour or two. So that was like right? quite yeah, fast. Like it's actually very kind of like reassuring because sometimes I get anxious and I have so many questions and doubts regarding coming back. And then when I email the MES, like they literally answer within an hour. So like I feel like yeah. that's such a good point. If you want a fast answer, so I feel like definitely you can email the MES. So the EMGS email is actually visa at educationmalaysia.gov.my and you can actually just search for their whole contact details on their EMGS website. So I feel like your EMGS website and then the Manash documents about the rules and stuff, I feel like they will be your best friends regarding coming back because, you know, you can always check the EMGS for updates and stuff and then you can check the Manash document for the rules and the procedures and stuff and you can always email both of them and honestly, I would suggest uh, do what Sherilyn did, you know, email EMGS but also CC Manash, you know, so it's a game of like who replies first, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this whole coming back thing, it's actually quite a tedious process but like, you know, for me it's definitely worth it because I actually enjoy being here and you know meeting my friends again but like it depends on each and every one of you guys who are listening right now if you really do felt the need to come back then come back you know it's, it's totally fine but then you have to do all of the complicated things but if you feel like you're comfortable right now at your home country and then you're comfortable doing your online classes in your home in your home country then I feel like you know it's fine I feel like there is no urgency to come back but if you do felt they need to come back then it's also totally okay yeah so okay next topic that you know we will start to get into like the interesting part of the podcast so we'll talk about our quarantine stories and quarantine experience because honestly when i do like my own ig stories right about like me being in quarantine i have so many of my friends asking like how did you actually survive quarantine you know like it was 14 days two weeks without you know the outside air and then without like contact with everyone else so we will talk about every details of our quarantine experience in this session today so okay i'm gonna ask sherlyn first so when you entered malaysia you had to do quarantine for seven days right so after your quarantine was everything still open and it was not mco yet or you actually came and then you finished quarantine and then everything is just locked down so did you finish another quarantine to be in another quarantine at your own room because it's mco or were you still able to experience you know the malaysian life i would say Lucky for me, um, I actually managed to stroll around uh, Malaysia for a bit. I did go to KL in the first, like, I think five days after I, no, not five days, first week after finishing quarantine. By the way, my quarantine was great. I love my quarantine. It was amazing. I don't know how, um, maybe because I, I, I got lucky. I got a very good room, a very good hotel, very good service and all. Um, but yeah, after finishing quarantine, I had about two weeks, two, three weeks before the MCO started. So yeah, I kind of got a whiff of the Malaysia life, Malaysia air. 
but that did not last long. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, only around like two, three weeks, right? I think two, three weeks after I came, it was mid-May, I think, when they started the MCO. So that was fun. Like <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. The CMCO, I only get to experience the CMCO for like two, two, three weeks. Oh right. no, actually less. No, I think it's less. I think it's only a week ish. I only got to experience the the life of the Malaysian for like around a week, ten days. I think ten days. I'm pretty sure it was ten days. I think at least you were able to experience something because when I actually came back and when I returned to Malaysia, like it was the whole total crazy, like the total yeah. strict lockdown. So you know, so I just finished my quarantine just the 14th day. And then I legit have to stay at my room because like I can't go anywhere, right? So it's it's kind of sad actually, but like thank God I, I live with my friends also in the same condo, so I feel like it's not really a problem. But like it's kind of sad because I really wanted like to go out and go visit all the cafes and restaurants that I have been wanting to visit. But then when I came back to Malaysia, it was the total lockdown, so it, it was quite sad actually. But like you know, I was still glad that I was able to meet all of my friends. So yeah. You had friends. I don't have friends. <laughs> no, dude, no, no. I feel like especially because you live in SMR, right? I feel like you can just hang tight, or if you want, you can just move to other condos where you know there are a lot of students, and you can just mingle with them there. So yeah, but like. Room. SMR is especially it's like a deserted area you could say right now yeah there's no one yeah. here like literally no one I think everyone went back to their home countries like out here I can see a lot of windows being open which means no one's there which is kind of sad you know because I was hoping to be like have, I, I was hoping to have friends like I have roommates but they're not from Monash, I guess. They're 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 all from Sunway, so I can't really relate anything to them. And all my friends that I previously known from my online classes are also locals, so they can't really visit me or we can't really hang out. So yeah, that, that's not fun. That's not really fun. But so I have another question for you. Where was specifically your quarantine station and then how was your overall quarantine experience? You said you enjoyed it, right? So if you're given a chance to actually do it all over again would you want to be quarantined again for seven days and not meeting anyone like did you actually enjoy your quarantine experience that much and where was your quarantine station specifically i would do it in a heartbeat i i love i love my quarantine place i don't know about you guys so um, before coming here, you had to book for a quarantine place. Yeah. And yeah. after you departed from the plane, you were immediately escorted to each and every like designated place quarantine package. For me, I took the premium package for the quarantine staying area. I, I'm not sure about the normal. Is it normal package? I think it's normal yeah, package. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's, there's a normal like, package and there's a premium package. Yeah. There was three. There was three packages. There was normal, there's premium, and I think it was luxury or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think it was three. So at first I wanted to pick the normal one, but then um one of my friends who actually came here, she's from Taylor's, she took the normal oh, one no. and she said okay, not to bash on the normal package or anything, but she said um it was less, you know, it was less hygienic, I guess. It was because mm-hmm. To go to the quarantine area for the normal package, you had to go by bus, which means you will be trapped with a lot of people at the same time, and you don't know where they're taking you. Yes, they don't. 
years. Exactly. What if you get kidnapped? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. They don't tell you on the website. Like, where do you go? Where you're going? They don't even tell you what the room is like. They only say, good room, good food, 14 days food or like seven days food, done. For the premium package, we get to pick the yes, yeah, nah, you. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. But every every I think every hotel prices differs. Yes. For me, mine was was a bit ex- more expensive just because I was so paranoid about the pandemic and all. So I was like, I want the premium one because for the premium one, you you get your own car. You get your own car. Yeah, yeah. You get to choose your own car. You get to choose your own car, so that was fun. I I I chose like quite a fancy ass car because like why not? You know, might as well. Yeah. Um, and then my quarantine place was called hmm wait I forgot oh Crystal Crown Hotel if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Is it in KL? Yeah, it's in KL, but like it's only like ten minutes away from the SMR, so. Oh, okay, yeah, cool then. So your place was actually amazing, right? Because I think I saw on your Instagram story also, and it was like yeah, very like big and spacious, right? I have a whole highlight dedicated to my quarantine days. That's how much I love that quarantine oh my place. God. I love so. If you guys want, you guys can check my Instagram no, yeah. underscore. There's like a whole highlight. I stored the food, the rooms, the facilities. I love, I love that hotel. Ten out of ten would go back again. You could even, you know, for my hotel, I could choose the food. Like I could request for a swap. Like, oh, today I want this food. Tomorrow I don't. So, yeah, honestly. For me also, I kind of enjoyed my quarantine experience. Although it was 14 days and like a lot yeah, of people were like scared, you know. A lot of people thought that, you know, seven days it's fine lah. Because, you know, it's only like one week within like 14 days, two weeks without having to like, you know, to breathe the outside air. Because you know how the mm-hmm. hotel's windows are like not, sometimes you, you cannot open the hotel windows, right? You know, a lot of people actually ask me about like, how can you survive oh, you two weeks without having you know, a physical contact with someone else and stuff like that. But like for me, I actually enjoyed it also. And like, if I was asked the same question, would you do it again? Like, I would definitely do it again because like a lot of my friends that I know who also did quarantine, they also did not enjoy it. But like, I enjoyed it because I feel like someone told me that you have to think of it as a staycation. And like, yeah. I literally enjoyed it because it was honestly a staycation though, because like, you can just stay at your room and then without even having to do anything, your food will be delivered right to your door, right? So like, you yeah. know, it's actually just a staycation with, with a quick Wi-Fi and then you can do everything in your room. And you know, it's actually a pretty fun experience that you know, I feel like everyone kind of need to experience at least like once in their life, I would say. Like, it's actually yeah. a unique experience, you know, not being able to go outside. Like, you cannot even step outside of your room. You cannot even go to the hallway of your rooms, right? It was actually quite unique, yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, I could just oh, to get my food though. I could just oh, to get yeah, my same, food. Oh yeah, same, same, same. Yeah, same. Get my food. But sometimes I would be like, I would call the person and just check if the person has has come. So I would like peep out. But when you said about the Wi-Fi, okay, that's the only only thing I hated about my hotel. Really? The Wi-Fi was so slow. And so when I came, it was like I think it was the beginning of um, the after the sun break. So there was like a lot of work piling up and I had difficulties like finishing them because their Wi-Fi was so bad. Even though they had like five Wi-Fi's, none of them worked. 
none of them worked at all. But other than that, everything was fine. Like you got a bathtub, you got like I don't know. My room was amazing. I love my room. <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, do for me like. I was quarantined at Hilton PJ. I was quarantined at Hilton, and then the Wi-Fi was so good. Honestly, it was like so fast, and then like I could even play my online games there. I was like, what the hell? Like, oh, I I could not even open YouTube. Really? Oh, I know yeah. it was so slow. It was so damn slow. I was so mad. I I kept complaining like, why is your Wi-Fi not working? And I, especially in the place where I was quarantined, there's a lot of businessmen. So everyone was like complaining in the group like, hey, oh, I yeah, paid I, I paid extra like mine. I think mine was more expensive than yours. Mine was three hundred and forty four ringgit per day. Per, per day, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yours was like 200-ish, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mine was like 280 per day for the mm. yeah. So mine was like quite more expensive, but the Wi-Fi was very bad. Yeah. That's the only downside of yeah. it. Like, that's literally the only downside of it. Other than that, I would say it's great. Like, I got a, I got my own living room. Yeah, I like, saw, I saw. I was like... <laughs> no, because because my room is only like a big studio room. Like it was not small, but like it's big compared to yours. Like you legit have like a whole living room in your room, right? Exactly. I have a fridge. I have a microwave. I have a toaster. I have a coffee maker. I have a tea oh maker. I had everything I, I signed up for. So was it worth it? Okay, for the price, it was not that worth it. But okay, the food was amazing. The service yeah, same, was same. amazing. Yeah. Everything was amazing, but the Wi-Fi—that's the only yeah. thing I hated. That's the only thing for you, though, right? Yeah, but the food was amazing. I love. Okay, so I feel like I want to know about like your whole quarantine routine because you know, what stuff did you have to do to cope with the boringness and then the loneliness of being confined in a room for like you know for seven days? Uh, so like, did you just do you know your assignments and like exams all day throughout your quarantine, or what stuff do you have to do to actually keep yourself sane and then to to not be bored and lonely during your quarantine? So um. On the days, on the days that the Wi-Fi actually works and I don't have any assignments, I would actually just like call my sister and just like talk. I would do like movie nights with my friends because I have like a group of friends with that routine. Like we we still do that every night. And when they heard that I was going to be quarantined alone for seven days, they were actually kind enough to like um, create like a movie night for me every single night. Oh really? So, That's so nice though. Yeah, I know they they were nice enough to like, hey, let's do a movie night while Sherlyn is in quarantine for the past seven days, and they actually did. So Ooh, that's nice that's of so them. <laughs> I know, but okay. So the thing that I did to keep me sane. Okay, here's the thing. I did not have mobile data because I did not have my Malaysia same, number yet. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if it's not COVID, we can always buy our like mobile data on the airport, right? Because exactly. there are a lot of like vendors who sell mm-hmm. their numbers on the airport. But then when I arrived, like everything was closed, right? So I literally yeah. did not have mobile data for like four. The first 14 days because my number is yeah. an Indonesian number same like yeah. you right yeah I did not have any a single data I did not have a single friend um, like even for the movie nights so I would do the movie nights like 12am that's the only time the wife I would actually like fully fully work so when I had classes in the morning or afternoon 
the wifi would just like glitch 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 to the point the teacher thought i was like doing it on purpose to skip class that's how uh, bad it is. oh my god okay i get it, so, I, get it. I, get it. I even got an email saying like you have skipped this number of tutorial if you keep doing this i will be reporting you blah blah i'm like no i'm in quarantine the wifi yeah, just yeah, yeah, correct. so oh bad it's not like what it's not like i wanted to do it it's just it's that bad other than movie nights and all what i did was i'm a very like thinking person so i would just sit down and just like imagine stuff i don't know I'm oh kind my of god so so you spent the majority <laughs> of your quarantine daydreaming and like you know yeah because <laughs> i am just a very 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 overthinking person so i would just like yeah what should i eat for this tomorrow hmm, today's food was great so i would like reflect on my food i would I reflect it, yeah, on yeah. my classes like so True. that my mind kept me sane i guess like my mind was like my source of like entertainment which is sad but like <laughs> yeah dude i mean especially when you talked about like you know how would you, you you reflected on the food i feel like that's very relatable because for me the highlight of every day was to go out and then to get the food you know it, it was just the food it was like the highlight for me and then i didn't even have to felt the need to go order grab food or something because yeah that's great like the food for us i feel like i mean i don't know if it's a normal package but like for us it's very sufficient and it's not bad tasting also so i, I feel like it's the highlight for our experience i would say because same because i would also like you know be curious and then i would be so excited to like to hear the bell ring on my door like that's a sign for me to go out and like grab my food right so like <laughs> it's actually a very It's a very unique experience because you have to be sane and you have to be fun with yourself with limited resources that you have in your room. So yeah. kind of like a special experience. So how about you? Because you mentioned that the food was like amazing at yours, right? But like, did you felt the need to actually order food panda or grab food from outside? Or did you just actually thoroughly enjoy the food that was given to you during your point? I actually enjoyed the food a lot. Um, I had actually excess food every single day because of apart from three meals a day they would give me two more snacks Dang, so it was so many food. Was i was like, like i don't finish all of this it was so many food i was like i'm so sorry but like i have to like you know waste some you know because like i can't finish everything yeah exactly and um for my hotel um i couldn't eat spicy food and i don't eat beef so i would tell them and they were like oh okay like da, 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 da. um we would not put beef and spicy food on your room number but then one time they kind of messed up and they put i think they put beef or spicy food and they were like so sorry so sorry and they like they gave me another food if i'm not mistaken so that was good i guess right but they, like, the, the, the amount of food they gave us oh my god dude i have so many leftover foods like every day every meal they will give you like fruits like i was given so many apples so many watermelons so many bananas that i didn't get, even get to finish you know and then i literally yes, brought those fruits back to me after after like i'm done with my quarantine and i, I put them yes, in my unit <laughs> fridge right like because i wouldn't waste all this because fruits are kind of expensive if you have to buy them <laughs> and i have so many apples bananas watermelons i was like you know what let's just bring this back Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I got orange and apple only. Oh, really? Yeah, I, we got, I, I got apples, apples, watermelons, pineapples, and then bananas. So yeah. 
that's nice what the heck yeah i mean i don't know but like i'm also not that much of a food eater so when, when i came here i also kind of like gave some of my food to like my unit mates and stuff so yeah yeah they gave me a lot of okay so the first day i came in i walked in i looked to my left there was like a huge whole bag of toilet paper 12 of 12 of them i think i think 12 toilet paper and then i looked to my right it was like fruits tissues spoons and i literally took them home i took everything home I because i did not want to <laughs> lose my money's worth so i have well, we like paid for it and, and it was expensive right so yeah. you know, it, I still have my toilet paper up there. Really? I still have my toilet paper. I still have my spoons. Cause like they use like single-use plastic, which is like kind of bad for the yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I saved every single tissue. I saved same, every same single. Idea, I, did. I I even took home their pen. I took home their sewing kit. I took home their teas, coffees, you everything. Have a sewing kit? What the hell? I know. I have a sewing what kit. The heck? <laughs> I have so many kids. I have razors. I have men's razors. I have men and women razors. I have shaving cream. I have a toothpaste that will last me for days. I have everything. I even have like 12 gallons of like waters, I think, oh, which yeah, I took yeah, back yeah. also. Yeah, same, same. So, same. I feel like I took my money's worth. <laughs> okay, so the next question that I want to ask you is that how is the process after your quarantine? So, because for me, I mean, I don't know about you, but after my quarantine process, right? Like, Menashe did everything for me. I was fetched by Menashe, and then because Same. my quarantine is at a different state, right? So, and then I was at lockdown, and you know, there is the rule that you, you cannot cross the border, you cannot cross interstate. But then my quarantine was at PJ, and then my condo, which is Nada U, is at like Sunway, right? And then it's more than 10 kilos, and then. At first, I really thought that I have to apply for the police ladder for, for the travel permit and stuff like that. But then, honestly, mine was pretty smooth sailing because Monash did everything for me. I just checked them and then they literally came with a big ass car and then, you know, just take me to where I need to be. So, how about you? Same, same. Um, So, when I came here with CMCO, so I, th- I had to take my letter of like um, quarantine completion to the police. Yeah, same, which same, is, like, same. Just right beside the hotel I gave yeah. it to them and they were like oh Monash yeah, yeah Monash uh, okay still same because like apparently Selangor and KL is considered as one during the CMCO mm, yeah, so yeah. you could travel travel back and forth because a lot of people who lives in Selangor actually works at KL so yeah, yeah. they kind of conjoined the KL and mm. Selangor so I just chat them like, hey, I'm done with my quarantine, uh, this blah, blah, blah. And they came in like with a huge, a huge ass car as well. Yeah, they right. And we just go. And then I am an SMR. I feel like that is so good of Panache because like they were very accommodating because when yeah. you ask other students, like I have other students who go to like APU and then UCSI and stuff like that. And they literally, after their quarantine has finished, they have to order their own grab and then they have yeah. to their own police letters and stuff. And then like, we literally just have to chat Manash and like, they will literally come pick us up and like, we don't have to deal with anything, right? So exactly. like, it was very nice of Manash, I would say. Like, I really was very enjoying that, yeah. So for mine, um, I have a friend in Taylor's, two of them actually from Taylor's and they both had to order grab and really? both of them did not have mobile data and both of them could not 
could not for the love of God could not connect to the Wi-Fi in the hotel. Both of them. Oh my God. So they had to tell the hotel to order them a taxi to go to wherever they were. And one of them actually got halted by the police. Like, really? hey, where you going? This is more than 10 kilometers. Even though you can still oh travel God. from KL and Selangor. I think one of the one of my friends um, quarantine area was actually legit out of state like out out of state and he had no idea he had no idea so it was like a one or two hour ride and he was like what the heck I have to do this police letter and all and he was so confused so I am actually grateful that Monash actually provided the service to pick us up so if if not I would have been like so lost (laughs) like I have never been so grateful to be in Monash except for that one time where I just have to like sit back nicely and then everything is like done for me you know exactly did you get free wi-fi in the car no uh i didn't but then my driver was like "Uh, if you don't have any data then you can use my personal hotspot i was like what's so nice i was like damn same same i also asked for hotspot i was like right (laughs) no 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 Dude, dude, I was like, hey, I don't have so data, good. and okay, so so my, I I think mine is same case as yours. I did not have data, mm-hmm. and the the only thing that bothered me was uh, the person only spoke Chinese, and my Chinese is very limited. So I was like, ah. um, Wi-Fi ma, Wi-Fi. That's what. Oh, and he immediately understood. Oh, hotspot. Okay. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I feel like you know. A reassurance thing for all the listeners out there. Although the the whole quarantine and then the whole coming back is very tedious, but like at the end, it will be redeemed by Manash Excellent Transportation Service. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of worth it. So good, right? It was fun. Okay, so we are nearing the end of our episode today, and you know, as a closing statement, I want to ask something. So. What advice, like what final closing statement or like what final advice would you give to everyone else who is listening right now that might be thinking of coming back to Malaysia? Like what kind of piece of golden advice as someone who has experienced everything, what kind of advice would you give them who's listening right now? Download my sejahtera. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> dude, that is so important. Honestly, when I entered the airport, when I entered KLI, and then you know, I'm the only one who have downloaded my Sajatra because I was still at Malaysia last year, right? So I still have the app. And then the other passengers do not have and they have to like download and they ha- and then they have to register and it was a whole yeah. process and I just literally got it. Like I was the first one to be finished with my process because I have my suggestion. Like that is so good of you to mention. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I did not. I was one of those persons who did not have my sejahtera really? compared to, to my boyfriend. My boyfriend already had my sejahtera um before. So he was like click click go and mine. I was so confused because he um the the security was speaking like full on Malayu and yeah, I was like what the heck? I was like what the heck? Do you I don't understand, yeah. And he was like telepon bimbit. What the heck is telepon bimbit? I I couldn't understand a single thing. And my boyfriend was like download, open, go to App Store and download my Sejahtera and do all these things. Then only oh my god, you have no idea how many people killed in line to ask the security and the security for the love of. Her. she could not explain it in English I have no idea why but he could she could not explain it in English and there were like 
Japanese people in my plane. There was like someone from England, and no one spoke Malayu. So I was like, oh my god, I am so thankful I had my boyfriend to help me out. Right, dude. I was so lost. Dude, and my sejahtera will be like, oh will be like the 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 life of you. Like my sejahtera is like yes. the best. My sejahtera is like your way in life during this pandemic in Malaysia. Yes, dude. Thank you so much for mentioning that because I completely <laughs> forgot. And then I was like, you know, like what was the closing advice? And then you mentioned my sejahtera, and I was like, that is so true, guys. Like, please prepare your my sejahtera before you actually fly. Like, pre- prepare like when you are still in your home country. You know, like, like prepare that. Yeah. There is and no reason like, because like you have to scan every barcode whenever you go to somewhere, even if you just go to like. A small restaurant to order food. You have to scan it, or else they won't give you any service. So, yeah, right. So my sejahtera is like a lifesaver, and even to do vaccine, it's like if if you guys are not vaccinated, uh, you can get vaccinated here, but it's everything will be will be based on my sejahtera. Yes, so you have to check right. every day. My yeah. sejahtera is just like you know the the man. You know my sejahtera is just it. Dude, like my sejahtera is the goal. Honestly, I would say like the amount of time my sejahtera has come true for me is like is like so good. Yeah, I know. Okay, so anyways, I feel like we have covered everything in today's podcast. You know, regarding the boring stuff, the rules and procedures of coming back, and then the EMGS tips that we gave you guys. Please remember, you know, to be updated, to check the EMGS website, to track your travel authorization like every day. And then, you know, if you have any questions, you can chat, you can email the Manash, but also feel free to email the EMGS because they actually answer your queries quite fast. And then we have also covered the interesting topics, you know, our whole quarantine experiences. So I honestly, again, very, very thankful that Sherilyn is with me here today to share her <laughs> stories and then her experience. Thank you so much girl you're welcome i'm i'm glad i could come to help because it was because i did not have anyone i could ask so i hope i yeah i hope i could help you guys because i did not have anyone that could help me no one came to malaysia like as a new student in the middle of a pandemic except for me so yeah Uh, and if you guys are actually thinking of coming back and if you guys have like more questions like i feel like you can definitely dm the both of us and then we will yeah. definitely answer right so you can dm me at, at gerald.rom or you can dm sherilyn at sherilyn h underscore so that's h-e-r-i-l-y-n-h underscore yes correct and then if you want you can also dm the moist instagram page immediately so it's at musa.moist so you know we will try to be as catering as possible but at the same time we are students and we will just give you answers based on our own experiences but yeah i really hope that this episode of podcast is very fruitful and can be you know of use to you guys that are planning to come back or like you know currently thinking should i go back or should i not go back so i really hope this episode has been amazing and thank you guys for listening bye bye thanks